This podcast is brought to you by the Dunfield Retirement Residence, a casually elegant retirement community located at Young and Eglinton in the heart of Midtown Toronto. Customized living options complement your independent, active lifestyle. Learn more at thedunfield.com. Hello, I'm Ellen Besner, and this is what Jewish Canada sounds like for Wednesday, November the 8th, 2023. Welcome to the CJN Daily, a podcast of the Canadian Jewish News, sponsored by Metropia. On today's show, we're bringing you a special look through the eyes of Canadian Jewish university students about what they're living through on campus ever since the October 7th Hamas attack on southern Israel. And Israel's declaration of war on the terrorists in the Gaza Strip sparked unprecedented levels of anti-Israel protests and Jew hatred, in particular on college campuses right here in North America. Some Jewish students say they're afraid to come to school. Others won't wear their mug and davids in public. Some of those who come say they no longer speak up in class for fear of being harassed by classmates who see Israel and Jews as oppressors and racist. Some of the flashpoints have been Langara College in Vancouver, where during a pro-Palestinian protest rally, a professor called the Hamas attack, quote, brilliant, amazing offensive waged on October 7th, unquote. York University, where three student unions did not mention the atrocities perpetrated by Hamas in their statements and instead blamed Israel for being settler colonial apartheid, etc. And U of T, where a 19-year-old student at the U of T's Mississauga campus is accused of issuing online death threats against Jews. He was arrested, charged, and banned from attending classes. So to find out what it's like on the ground, the CJN Daily's producer, Zachary Kaufman, spoke to four Jewish student leaders. Hannah Alper attends Western, Ido Zivli is an Israeli studying at the U of T, Morgan Rosenberg is at McMaster, and Emily Breitman is at Queen's. They join him now. Welcome, everyone, to the CJN Daily. Thanks, nice awesome to be here. Thanks for having us. Before we start off, can you tell me uh, where you grew up? What are you studying? How far are you through that degree? Uh, we'll start with Hannah. Sure. Uh, I'm third year at Western University studying media and the public interest. You know? So I'm a fourth year specializing in psychology at U of T. I'm studying both in the uh, Mississauga campus and the St. George one. And I grew up in Naharia in Israel, but I moved to Canada about five years ago. Morgan? I am studying for my MD at McMaster University, grew up in Thornhill, Ontario. Emily? Um, so I grew up in Oakville, Ontario, and currently I'm in my third year of health science at Queen's University. Very cool. Nice little cross-section of universities here. I myself went to McGill University, and as many of you know, stuff's happening on campus. What's it been feeling like being Jewish on campus since October 7th, Emily? When this all happened, um, for I don't know about everyone else, but um, Queens was on reading week. So, so coming back that first week, so essentially a week after, I feel like everyone was on edge, didn't really know what would happen on campus. And so being a Jewish student leader, um, I know myself and others felt the need to check in on students constantly and like make sure that they had everything they needed mentally like doing all right with all of this and if they needed any accessibility with schools or any schoolwork that they needed help with that sort of stuff everyone kind of had this eagerness to 
do something, but we didn't know what. And that was right after and over the past month. Is that still sort of where you're at? Yes. Um, so currently, we still aren't sure exactly. So I'm part of um, Hillel. Part of that comes with like planning events. And we're not really sure where to go from here now, whether mm. or not we should still have those like educational and supportive events for students, or if we can, it sounds bad, but to kind of go back to that regular programming that we kind of planned ahead of time. And again, how can we address all the student needs? Morgan, what have you been noticing out at McMaster? Yeah, I mean, I'll start by saying, I think at least for now and, and so far, um, all of myself and my peers are safe, right? Like I think we see a lot of really scary things happening in the States. Um, and at the very least, like no one here is fearing for, no one has a, here has a good reason to fear for their safety um, based on the behaviors and actions at McMaster. You mean like physical safety? Yeah. Having said that, like we've already, like uh, I love the sense of solidarity that I've seen um, in the Jewish community. Like I think Jews are like genetically built to have this resilient solidarity response whenever we experience something as a community. That said, like I do think it's a very scary time to be a Jewish student um, in med school, period, and in Hamilton, period. Um, and McMaster, and, and my experience is right at the epicenter of that. There's a lot of, I mean, we, we call it many different things. Like we call it woke culture, we call it the liberal left, we call it um, like the staunch advocacy of EDID frameworks. Um, but a lot of that is really, really prominent um, in Hamilton, in the political scene here, as well as in the medical community. Um, and with all of those things has come like a strong anti-Israel movement, a strong pro-Palestine movement. Um, but beyond that, as we've seen kind of more broadly, like a muddling of the lines between pro-Palestine and pro-Hamas, a muddling of the lines between anti-Israel and uh, anti-Jewish or anti-Semitism. Um, and, and I think we're all really feeling that here at, at McMaster. Let's go to Hannah. There's a big Jewish community at Western, um, big Toronto Jewish community. What's it, what's it feeling like up there? Yeah, so I've been uh, kind of really involved in activism since I was about nine years old. And I also work at my student paper where I'm one of the only Jews there. And where as a student, you not only are doom scrolling and seeing everything on social media, but you walk onto campus and almost every day, at least for us, there's been protests everywhere. There's been uh, pro-Palestine and anti-Israel and anti-Semitic uh, posters being, hum up, being hung up, uh, hostage posters being torn down and replaced with the words from the river to the sea and protests just everywhere. And kind of similar to what Morgan was saying, London is definitely one of those places where the anti-Israel that has kind of spurred into the anti-Semitic movement has definitely taken flight and we've noticed it. Um, I live in a, student, in a student apartment where there's just a lot of Jews. And so we'll see just a sea of uh, Palestinian flags passing our apartment and passing where we live. And frankly, it's really scary. Uh, we are scared to set foot on campus. Um, there have been students also that have been uh, threatened specifically and individually for speaking out for Israel um, and physically uh, threatened. So that's definitely really scary. And yeah, it's kind of that weird thing where there's not that many Jews in London, but we have a group chat where there's like at least 700 
uh, Jews in it, which has been amazing because it's been this incredible movement of Jew- of Jewish students coming together and really this resilient community. But it's also that place, unfortunately, where we'll text each other about a protest happening and telling e- each other to stay at home, stay safe, which is something that we shouldn't have to do. But I will also go into my class and I, people are completely entitled to wear their religious affiliation, but there's so many students that are wearing the uh, their like kafias. Um, it just, it's a re- religious kind of wear associated with standing in solidarity for Palestine, which is what they've been doing much more. And they're allowed to people are allowed to wear whatever they want, but it doesn't make me as a student feel comfortable or safe raising my hand in class. It doesn't make me feel comfortable going to the library to study, going to busing alone, things like that, and even speaking up in my on-campus student newsroom. And so I think that there's a lot of things that people have been feeling. And, you know, all of a sudden, if you're pro-Israel, or maybe it's just coming out more, it's coming out more now, obviously, with the tension that if you're advocating for Israel, then all of a sudden you're not for peace or you're for quote-unquote genocide and just so many of these things that are coming into conflict and western is a pretty diverse community so there are many more muslim and palestinian students than there are jews and there's been a lot of anti-israel protests and i just think it's a it's a really scary time to be on campus you know what's your just sense what are you feeling right now what are you seeing especially uh, as someone who grew up in israel where are your feelings at the first feeling was shock at least for me it was shock it was mourning uh, and it was like very scared and not sure what to do, especially since like I have friends and family eh, in those like villages that were eh, mm. attacked. And eh, it was quite uh, disappointing, eh, I have to say, in their response, especially by the student clubs and the student union. I was and still am a peace activist. I'm part of Peace Now both in Israel and in Canada. And it was uh, very disheartening to see people who I considered like friends and people I spoke to even regularly, almost celebrating uh, the attack on my friends. And after that, uh, it became even scarier when I started to say my opinion. I'm not shy about my opinion. I support peace. I support a two-state solution. uh, And I support like both sides a right to live on the land. I tend to believe, and I want to believe, most are not like that, but some are. I felt it was right to send me uh, death threats and uh, hate comments and stuff like that. I received uh, death wishes from students that are that's like know what classes I go to. Uh, and fortunately, the university, the university uh, administrators were re- very, like very helpful. And the Jewish community on university was also like knew what to do more than me, which is mm. again, uh, it's it is a pro- like I feel like it's a bit uh, uh, sad that they knew what to do when they get a uh, hate mail, but yeah, like it was a two like a two sided situation where on the one hand like you're very sad to get all like to see all those people you uh, had like you respected changing their opinion and changing what they say uh, and shows anti-Semitic tendencies. 
Uh, and on the other hand, groups that you didn't really have contact with, like I didn't speak to any of like of the high level administrators at my school before, showing a lot of support and a lot of love, not from the point of like supporting Israel, but from the point of understanding the feeling of being hated, being and uh, feeling fear to go to university. Hmm. You all spoke about fear in different ways. Hannah, you, you said that seeing people with kafias, seeing people with Palestinian flags made you feel uncomfortable. You didn't want to raise your hand in class. Can, can you go a little more into that? Is it a physical fear? Is it a fear of judgment, of social ostracization? Can you, can you get into that a little more? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think I want to say first that, you know, so many of us, we, we, we genuinely do want peace. And I think that that's what gets lost in so much of the university and campus conversation is that if we say anything that's affiliating with Israel, then automatically we don't want anything good for Palestinians um, abroad or on campus or anything like that. And so I feel like that in political, I'm in a lot of different political classes, and I just feel uncomfortable sort of raising my voice in class and drawing attention to myself right now. About things not about the conflict, if you're talking yeah, about... Yeah, honestly, things not even about the conflict in general. I just think it's a more uncomfortable environment. Um, I have chosen to, since October 7th, I haven't worn my Megan David necklace um, because I'm uncomfortable and don't feel safe to do that in class. And I can't, it's hard, it's definitely hard to describe it, but, and I know the people that are wearing their kafias in class, like they definitely, not all of them are anti-Semitic or want me to feel uncomfortable in class, but definitely um, seeing that it can make you think, oh, they, they don't like me or they or like thinking that they assume a lot of things about me as a Jewish woman and as a Jewish as a Jewish student. So I think that that's probably where a lot where a lot of it comes from and affecting a lot of your school performance. But it's just it is such, I think, a personal and fresh and raw time where it's impacting Jewish students, Muslim students, Palestinian students in so many different ways. So I think that when we see um, those symbols sit like in our class or where we're supposed to feel safe to simply be on class, be in class and pass our studies so that we can get in, learn, be with our friends and get out, then it almost raises those just red, red flags for us. And it can definitely make us feel really uncomfortable to be in campus, to raise our voice. Can anyone else speak to that? When people, when Jewish students talk about fear, what exactly they're afraid might happen to them? Yeah, I think that like we are very aware of dog whistles when they come from the right and think that are like, that can have two meanings. One of them is not scary and like uh, it's even like moral and good. And one who, who can be like violent and uh, racist. And we're aware of it from like when it comes to the right, but we are less aware of it when it comes from like from the left. Uh, and that's what like makes us scared because there are some uh, statements like from the river to the sea that I know people, people who I consider friends who uh, who started posting things with those uh, statements on it. Uh, and they're not aware it is also have like a violent meaning behind it. It can be like Palestine will be free in the sense of like there will be one state, which is what they support. And it can be, it, it will be free in the sense that all Jewish, Jewish people on it will be killed or expelled and such. 
in but you're saying you said they're not aware so does what, that change how you feel if you think people are adopting slogans but they don't really know the history of those slogans uh yeah like i don't know if the person that's standing in front of me for my friends i'm i know but like for people i don't know i don't know if the person that's standing in front of me is aware or is not uh, when he says that and i know there are students in my university who are aware and do mean harm when they say that sure. When I was at McGill, there was a community of people who were really involved in like whatever, uh, whether it was a BDS vote or uh, something similar to BDS vote, there would be people really engaged with this one, release this statement, and this one, release this response statement. And there would be people who this would consume all of their their energy. And then you would talk to someone outside of their group and they would be like, I don't, I, I don't know what you're talking about. So my question to you guys is I understand that this feels really deep and really tense to people who are involved with Jewish life and um, like you know if you're uh, involved with groups like Peace Now or Israel on Campus or this or that but if you're just an average Jewish student on campus not terribly involved do you think this type of stuff is affecting them or do you feel like it's mostly concentrated among the activists. I can start on that, um, yeah. especially like so. I've always called myself Jew-ish, um, like grew up reformed, um, like uh, probably culturally Jewish, religiously um, agnostic at best. I'd say right, and so like I think I very much fall into that category of like Jewish person on campus who doesn't identify as a Jewish person first. Um, and I have a lot of my friends and colleagues in in the medical program who feel similarly. I think it kind of breeds a certain type here in medicine as well. Um, I haven't met a single Jewish student so far um, who hasn't been affected by this. Yeah, I mean, I, I think like Morgan, um, that Jewish student that wouldn't normally be really engaged with Hillel or Israel or anything like that, um, I didn't really consider myself to be that um, engaged in it. I think now they are just because they're feeling it and because we're feeling targeted here. But how can we not also when we woke up on October 7th, October 8th, whatever it was. I just wanted to go back to Hannah mentioned like Jewish students being afraid to set foot on campus. Is it something that you three feel or are there other things that you, are you having trouble are you having trouble cooking or doing other things that are sort of taking care of yourself? What what are you? Uh, yeah, what are you facing? Yeah, I, I can uh, speak for myself about my experience. First, yes, like definitely there is that feeling of being scared to go on campus. Uh, it's different between the two campuses because the Mississauga campus is like a closed campus and uh, the uh, St. George one is like right in the middle of Toronto and a very open one. So you mm. go on the street. Uh, in Toronto, there are streets like University Avenue, for example, which is, of course, like part of mm. the university that I'm trying to avoid as much as I can, because every time I go there, like my my heart breaks Every time I go there, I see posters uh, of uh, kidnapped children uh, that are torn down and ripped and on the floor. And it breaks my heart seeing that. Uh, and uh, in the Mississauga campus, there are, I'm, I'm just trying to be there as little as possible. I'm going to class and I take the shuttle right away, right after my class, because I know there are people in the university that are aware 
I'm Jewish and that don't like me on your, like, don't like having Jewish students on university. Yeah. We, I think collectively found that it was hard to focus on schoolwork um, because of constantly like checking the media, constantly checking, checking the news and reading articles and everything. And it almost found, we almost found it pointless in a sense um, to do schoolwork when this was going on. Like it almost seemed like our education in a sense and our getting our degree was pointless to all the lives being lost, if that makes sense. Yeah, I literally said that to my mom yesterday. It was just like having such an unmotivating time doing schoolwork. And I was like, it just doesn't seem like there's a point compared to everything in the world. So I get that. Yeah. Um, in Judaism, we have like this amazing thing that's called the Shiva, which is like uh, seven days where after uh, someone close to you has died, you don't do anything. You stay in your house. People visit you and support you, bring food. Uh, but you are not expected to do anything. And we didn't get to experience that with uh, the, like with this feeling of mourning. So we are carrying this burden of feeling like we can't do anything, like we need a time to rest and to have people support us rather than us going through the motions of day-to-day -day life. And we don't really have it right now. Mm. And Morgan, are, are you afraid to be on campus? Oh, absolutely. I would say less so now. Um, but I'm also waiting for something bad to happen, to be honest. And like, I am like an outwardly looking six foot tall white man, and I'm still scared to be on campus. So like, I know that I'm going to campus early or leaving late sometimes just to like accompany my female friend, Jewish friends, like to and from campus. Um, it's definitely still a scary time. Right. Again, do you know from either your perspective or their perspective is the fear of physical attack or um of of protesters i, I would say all of it um i'd say it's an emotionally driven fear at this point hmm. like we haven't seen any um outward violence within hmm. our community at mcmaster so far um, that I'm aware of, but it is still a very real fear. And we do see so many of our classmates posting things on Instagram that are very aggressive. And so there is something driving that fear and it's constantly being fueled, um, seeing more and more support, um, for an anti-Israel and kind of anti-Jewish, it feels like movement. Um, so I would say, yeah, we are scared to be on campus. We do it. Um, we've kind of gotten used to it. Um, Right. But it doesn't feel at all good or safe. I think sometimes there can be a, a split screen where on one hand you have people there deploying in combat, in bomb shelters, people, you know, actually dying. And I can imagine someone seeing us talking about people posting comments online, tearing down posters and feeling like these are such uh, different levels of experience. And I'm curious, does that feel like something that, that pulls um, or is a contradiction? Or are you able to hold both of those? It's just different types of struggles. Um, yeah, I feel like it's definitely like two different types of struggles. Like we talked here about like the feeling of security and Israel is dealing with a problem of actual security. But here we are dealing with a problem of 
people not feeling uh, safe. And, and although Israel is dealing with a war that is definitely less safe than campuses in, uh, you know, like in Canada, I actually feel that here I feel way, like way more in danger than I would have felt, like that I felt when attacks happened in Israel before. I have to say, I've heard that sentiment before from people, and I'm always surprised by it. There, there's a part of me that thinks like, but thousands of people are dying where yes. you are and being butchered, and you're seeing uh, protesters. Yes. So the problem, so, so the reason for that, for at least in my experience, is yeah. related to uh, the knowledge of who is like dangerous and who wants to hurt you. In Israel, I know exactly who they are. I know it's Hamas and I know it's not anyone that I'll meet in my, like almost anyone mm -hmm. that I'll meet in my day-to-day -day life. Here, I don't know anything. I don't know mm -hmm. if the person in front of me uh, that is carrying a free Palestine flag uh, is like just supporting uh, the right to exist of Palestinians or actually is uh, an anti-Semitic actor. And, and that's something that, all, and although there are like much less, like there is much less violence toward Jewish people here than in Israel, since there is not a terrorist group that is like so strong here, um, there is less knowledge about who mm. the people who you should be scared of are. And that creates fear. Yeah, I think, um, I think also, we we have such a connection to our past as Jewish people, and we know what happens when hate goes unchecked. And I think that's such a big part of it. And we know what happens when real when words online manifest into real world hate. And we say like, oh well, it's not that bad, or it's fine, and then it's not. So I think that that's where just so much of it comes from. It really is that generational trauma. But I think personally for myself, I've in my head just with all the anxiety mixed in i've tried to i've like minimized my own feelings um by being like okay well it's not bombs and it's not all the brutality that people on the other side of the world are experiencing but i think Ido sums it up really well is that it's a lot more difficult here because you don't really know who to trust and you don't know what people here are going to do and i think it's just you really don't know how far the hate will go until it's already there. So I think we're just staying vigilant because we know what history has told us and we don't want it to get to that place um, ever again. Yeah, I'll say um, I personally don't feel um, guilt, I think is, is the word that summarizes that mm -hmm. um, really well. Um, and I'm just sitting here. I don't feel bad that it's affecting me because I think it's a very normal human response to look at the suffering of the people that you identify with and say like this really sucks like I think we should all be able to really like lean into that and embrace it and I think it's the best thing to do um, for me I really the only way I know how to deal with that is to channel it into doing things um, which is why I'm here that you're not in a bomb shelter you know. Yeah, exactly. Like, and if if you do feel bad that you're not in the bomb shelter, then do something with it. Definitely about the feeling of guilt. I want to say like something from like the uh, perspective of someone that has like a lot of friends in Israel and again mm. in the IDF and are that are now in rocket shelters. I had this really weird experience where I'm checking in on them and then they are like 
checking in on me because they feel scared for me some like in some ways more that they feel scared for themselves or like friends that are in the IDF who are telling me wow it must be really scary right now in Canada um, so it's this really weird feeling so it's different kinds of experiences and it's definitely also a feeling that Israelis are uh, afraid for for the Jewish community outside of Israel and uh, about like a very important thing it's very valuable thing we all are going through somewhat of a mourning period and we should like let ourselves mourn and let ourselves deal with it and afterwards I have to say again from the perspective of talking to Israelis a lot of them are very uh, it, it like raises morale to hear people from outside of Israel especially from the Jewish community who are supportive who see stuff that you say like that you do for example I talk to my friends about me speaking to uh, an MPP uh, from the Ontario provincial government and they were so surprised that I could do that and I did it and it they like saw it as something amazing uh, so definitely if you can and if you do that know it's a, an amazing thing to do that a lot that a lot of people around the world uh, and, and like especially in Israel we see as something that is very impactful knowing the amount of fear that a lot of people are fearing for uh, Jewish kids on campus what do you want people in the Jewish community to know and what would you want people in the broader non-jewish community to know about Jewish life on campus right now I think that for the non-Jewish community, I think that people should know that you don't have to raise your voice necessarily by posting on by posting on Instagram and declaring your political stance because I'll find I find honestly that all of a sudden in the last few weeks it's like all these 20 year olds like woke up to be geopolitical analysts like it's 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 amazing it's really yeah so I think that that's part of it is that you know you don't have to use your voice by posting on social media but you can be a decent person and a decent friend and to check in with the people around you know that your Jewish friends are scared to step foot on campus that your Jewish friends one one day or here here and there have stayed home because they are scared to step outside and so I think that that's it's just something that I think so many people um, belittle anti-semitism constantly throughout history uh, and people try to tell Jews what anti-semitism is or isn't so I think that's another part of it is don't try to tell us what being Jewish should be mm. to us don't try to tell us what anti-semitism is because I think that that's something that happens to Jewish students so often and that's why I think there's such a big problem when at student protests there's uh, posters waving around that say anti-zionism is an anti-semitism there's things like western posting uh instagram stories saying that there's an external group host hosting a demonstration on campus and then you find out that there's a thousand um people that are all anti-israel and when you're not not students when you're just trying to go and study there so that's a whole other thing but to jewish students and to or to the broader jewish community i feel like that you know jewish students are scared but just like the entire community we're obviously standing together really strong and together all the time and we're reaching out to each other constantly it feels like and definitely when we're hanging out it feels like we're almost avoiding talking about it all the time but we are finding ways to sure. just stand in our jewish pride still so i think that that's i don't know that moment at chabad where there was like hundreds of students right. and i think is really really amazing i've gotten a lot of i'm so sorry this is happening to you um please tell me how i can help 
um, which I love. Like it, it's melted my heart every time I've gotten one of those messages from one of my non-Jewish friends. From but those offers almost always in any setting, including this one, um, it's really hard to take people up on it. You don't know what to ask for. It's putting the burden back on you as the person who's struggling to figure out what you need. Um, so by far the best thing that anyone has done for myself and the fellow Jewish community members um, at MacMed has been some of the Jewish staff getting together and organizing things for us, actively um, holding like a Zoom meeting for like 70 of us um, to come talk about what we need. I would My one message to all of the non-Jewish um, supporters who are out there listening to this, as well as the Jewish community largely, would be um, when you're going to reach out or check in, um, try to find ways to help um, rather than just offering sentiment. Um, because I think everyone in the Jewish student community, or at least many of us, are exhausted. Um, and those little things can make a really big difference, even if it's just, you know, Uber eating uh, one of your Jewish uh, friends, a babka or something, right? Like, like that showing up at my door would totally turn my day, right? I think one more thing about like the broader Jewish community is that I think there's a lot of pressure on students um, and on Jewish students to kind of live up to the legacy of being these like amazing advocates and kind of fixing everything on campus. Um, and so I guess my message to them would be just that we're trying our best kind of, um, and we're still trying to tackle school work and mitigating any issues that happen on campus um, and dealing with anything that arises, dealing with the fear. And so overall, yeah, we're trying our best with what's going on, um, with all this situation. Is there anything else that, um, anyone wanted to add before we wrap up? I think that the last thing that I would add is I, my, my parents keep telling this and I keep seeing, um, people post this as well. Um, it's just about remembering when to at one point, like shut your phone off and turn off social media. It's okay to sort of check your heart, check your priorities and really just recognize when, you know, you're not a bad person for taking care of yourself and for putting yourself first every now and then, whatever, whatever that means. Um, and I think, you know, was totally right about like doing what you can and that there are a lot of, I think, provincial and like federal leaders that are standing with the Jewish community, which has been really great to see. Like, a couple weeks ago, I was in a small meeting with Trudeau and it was really amazing for him to actually be declaring like his support for the Jewish people. And I, you know, he's been very open in the last few weeks about that, about that. And it was just, I don't know, it was really good to hear him like he was bringing up examples that he's seen of anti-semitism at university campuses so at least there's leaders that are taking note and that are hearing what we're saying so um i want to thank you for coming on to the cjn daily to all of you and that's what jewish canada sounds like for this episode of the cjn daily sponsored by metropia integrity community quality and customer care if you're an academic or a Jewish post-secondary student, or you know one, please share this podcast with them. And they can write to us with their own experiences. We're at ebessner at thecjn.ca. Thanks for listening to the CJN Daily. The Dunfield Retirement Residence offers customized living options to complement your independent, active lifestyle. Welcome home. Welcome to the Dunfield. Visit us at thedunfield.com to book a personal tour.